History is Alive, Chapter 2, Part 6, Emmett. Oh, not you again, just bugger off. Emmett just shook his shaved head and took his place next to the exploited one, despite her protestations. Oh, you were in my business, you do, she said. Just get lost. Emmett handed over a hand-knitted woolen blanket and tried to ignore the incoherent ramblings of this lady of the night, this prostitute, this hooker, this sex worker, this exploited one who was so enmeshed in the patriarchal system of sexual oppression that she was incapable of seeing that Emmett was just trying to help her. I don't want no bloody blanket, said the exploited one as she threw the said blanket onto the floor. Emmett wouldn't tell the Women's Institute what had happened to the blanket they had knitted. They had been quite affected by his recent PowerPoint presentation on the inner city sex trade. Some were so affected that they had to leave after the 134th slide of statistics, but not before promising to knit something for the exploited ones. I also brought you some soup, said Emmett, with the patience of a particularly noble saint. The habitual sneer was gone from his face. He wore it for most of the day as he raged at the injustice of the world, played out perfectly in the prevailing sexual office politics of a struggling regional newspaper. He tried to sneer, metaphorically speaking, in every article, review or feature that he wrote. Such was the male domination in the world of local theatre. He sneered because it was his job to sneer. Because if he didn't, who would? But he never sneered at her, the exploited one. He wore a kindly smile for her, benevolent. What kind of soup? she asked. Tomato. Ha! Carve that, can I? Make my breath stink. Punters don't pay for hookers with smelly breath. You're an independent woman. You can have whatever breath you want, sister. Emmett picked up the blanket and tried to wrap it around the exploited one's hefty shoulders. A cold November wind and an exposed swathe of vast bosom were not a healthy combination. But she shrugged it off. For the last time, I don't want your help. Leave me alone. Tell me your name, said Emmett. He wanted to get to know this woman. He'd been trying to befriend her for weeks. He wanted to save her, to rescue her, to emancipate her. But so far, she had steadfastly refused to be saved, rescued or emancipated. Simply knowing her name would create a delightful bond of intimacy between them. She would be a person and he would be her friend. Imagine how excited the Women's Institute would be when he revealed that he had befriended one of the poor creatures. Tell me your name. No! Bugger off. Just your name. I want to be your friend. Ha! The only friends I want are the ones who pay £60 an hour. So for the last time, bugger off. Just a name. Between you and me, I won't won't tell anyone. A name. That all. And you'll go. Promise. I swear. Girl guides honour. Alright. It's Veronica. My name's Veronica. Now... Get lost before I shove that soup where the sun don't shine. Emmett smiled an indulgent smile. Finally, they had a bond. Veronica. Veronica. Well, good night, Veronica. He rolled that precious name around his tongue. I'll see you tomorrow, Veronica. Hope not, Veronica muttered as Emmett sauntered off straight back, but with a delightful touch of self-satisfied camp in his walk.